I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Good morning, y'all. Back again for my second live stream of the day. Um, It's been busy around here at Parenting Aces. Lots of people to talk with. And I know y'all are expecting Ruben Herrera to be on with me. I am just waiting for him to get hooked up. Um, I just resent him the link to join in the call. So Ruben, if you're watching this, <laughs> check your email. I just sent you the link again to click and um, join us here. But um, in the meantime, for those of you who didn't catch my earlier conversation with Dewey this morning, our um, tennis takeaways with Lisa and Dewey, uh, we had quite the conversation. Oh, I see Ruben. All right, Ruben, hang on. I'm going to bring you in. Um Hey, hi. Doing great. How you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you? Very, very well. Happy to be Good. here. To be honest. Yeah, happy to have you. Um, let me just finish saying for those of you who missed this morning's tennis takeaways with Lisa and Dewey, you can catch that on our YouTube channel. So um, check that out. Dewey and I had quite the conversation after he had what turned a massive heart attack on Saturday craziness um yeah and um was home on Monday I mean anyway lots going on in the world um lots of scary stuff but uh let's talk about you Ruben and what you're doing in Germany and we've got professional tennis being played and being televised how'd it go last weekend I'm doing well. I'm, I'm a bit tired, to be honest with you, after the last three weeks. It's been a lot of work for the whole team. I'm um, sure. But, hey, we are over the moon. What, what am I going to tell you? We we wanted to do something nice for our community. We wanted to do something nice for the players. And it exploded. It, 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 it became something that we didn't even dream of, that we didn't even think about. And it was it was a great experience to be part of it, and the team did an amazing job. So that was that was the last few days. I'm a bit tired, but looking forward. I mean, it's, it keeps on going. Tomorrow we start the next one. So crazy. Okay, so tell <laughs> us tell us what you did this past weekend, um, and I want details. Like, where was it held? How many players? What format did you use? All of that, and. You know, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, a former college tennis player won this past weekend. So yay for college tennis. And the ITA has um, a social media campaign going on today to honor graduating college tennis seniors. So uh, for those of you who have a kid that graduated from or would have graduated this spring or is grad, I don't know, whatever's happening with college. but be graduating uh, right now. Yeah, so please, please um, check out the ITA's uh, campaign. It's on Twitter and Instagram. I saw it. And we've posted about it here. Yeah, so, okay, so Ruben, tell us about your event and what you did and how you got it going. Well, this is this is a, a crazy story. Lisa, like, seriously, crazy story. Uh, we're a small tennis club in, in Germany. It's, it's, a, it's five indoors, six outdoors. Um, it all Where, in Germany? Around, Where in yeah. Germany? Where in Germany? Where? Hergenshausen. It's, okay. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a city, well, city of 15,000 people. Okay. Small town. A very small town. Um, the closest to us is Koblenz with about 125, if I'm not mistaken. But we are about an hour away from Cologne and Frankfurt. 
Okay. And, and just before you get into the details, how has your community been impacted by COVID-19, if at all? Well, you, you, get, you can look at it two ways. Um, luckily, because our population is not that big in our state, Ryland Falls, mm -hmm. um, there's not many cases. Um, it has been very controlled, very, very, very minimum. Um, just one hospital has been really the one taking care of everyone in, in that sense. Um, how has everyone been affected? Like everyone else, like quarantine, we couldn't go out, um, working from home, uh, businesses like ours got closed down, but not only ours, also hairdressers. The, the, the reality industry is suffering big time. They, could, they, they couldn't even hotels, restaurants, mm -hmm. like all, it's, it's so sad. Um, but on the other hand, Germany was fairly quick on responding and being proactive about this. Um, so they were quite fast in, 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 in locking everyone down and people are extremely disciplined and they really follow the rules and now it's relaxing a little bit on the rules. Okay. okay. I'm getting so, about the same for you guys. That's how you guys also live there, right? Um, I mean, it's crazy here. Uh, so I'm in Southern California, but also live in Atlanta part-time and Georgia was the first state to open businesses back up. Um, that happened on April 24th and the businesses the governor chose to open are beyond what my mind can comprehend because it was tattoo parlors, um, hair salons, nail salons, massage, things where it's next to impossible to practice social distancing. So yeah. I like, <laughs> don't understand it. Um, California. Yeah. California has been a little bit um, more disciplined about it though. As I shared this morning on my stream with Dewey, well, maybe I didn't share it. Um, my neighbors across the street had a, a bunch of kids had a big party last night. Teenagers. I, I don't know if they're high school, college, um, big party, loud, um, going till at least 11 o'clock on a Tuesday night. Don't know where the adults were, if they were there and weren't there. There were definitely no masks. Um, so, oh, wow. you know, um, it is what it is. But um, back to what's happening in Germany and with your events. So, so y'all were on lockdown, um, quarantine. And so what changed that made you feel comfortable hosting a tennis event at your club? Well, this is many things had to happen. M many things fell into place. Um, we, we are not. We have been able to teach since March 17th. That's when we got officially closed down. And look, Lisa, it was really a matter of attitude and how we saw the whole situation. Most of the people panicked. Most of the people thought, oh, my God, what's going on? What's happening? How the world is going down? That's pretty much the reaction everyone got. Mm -hmm. um, but there are a couple of things, I guess, that makes our team a bit different. I, I'm from Venezuela. Okay. So, listen, if, if you think COVID-19 was crazy, growing up in Venezuela is crazy. Yeah. So... It, it, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 30, 38 now, and I've, I've lived already three times and a coup d'etat. We have seen strikes for like months that go on. We have seen 
I've seen so many strange things that when I when I spoke to my team, um, I was like, guys, if COVID nineteen is bad, it's horrible. Don't don't take me wrong. But if a good place to live this is in Venezuela, it's not. It's, it's Germany. Like we'll be fine. Yeah. Um. Then my my other business partners are also were like, listen, typical cliche. Um, opportunity means for some people complete crisis and go down and for us it's like opportunity so we were like instead of going like oh my god let's sit down we, 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 we just got right away working we were like what can we do to help the community what can we do to help tennis what can we do to get going um, to help other people so we started and it was like calling sponsors calling partners calling tennis players calling everyone and, and we understood quickly that we had a window of opportunity because we had the technology play side so we could go live quickly if we needed to. Um, we had good players that were willing to play outside the 150, which was the people that were struggling the most um, because you know how hard it is to make a living in the tour. Yeah. Um, and then um, one of the partners, Sports Radar, says, like, okay, we can help with the content and try to sell the, the, the TV rights and stuff if, if you come to it. Um, and what made then the key was Germany was really fast on updating what the rules and, and what kind of guidelines we were or needed to follow. So we were, like, reading the news, like, hourly, like, checking what was happening and changing and what was the things. And then about... 10 days ago, Germany goes and says, okay, professional athletes are allowed to train. So all, when, Across all sports? No, no, tennis. Tennis only, okay. Tennis only. And then at that moment, everybody else was like, oh, now we can start thinking about what we can do. Mm-hmm. We had already started three weeks before that. Yeah. Yes, that's what, what it was. So then we were like, okay, so... They can train. So we started writing the government, like the health ministerium. How do you call it? Like the, 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 gov- the government body that controls health right. and the government body that controls sports and the major of the city and everybody that was in charge of any kind of decision making. We started writing emails. We put a plan together. We put all the guidelines, all the safety, how we could do it. Uh, we partnered up with two companies that divided places, kept the disinfection, like divided the whole thing. We had to do the, redesign the whole club pretty much. Okay. But you held the event at, on your indoor courts, right? Exactly. Yeah. But but we had to re- rethink how it's about being creative, proactive, and looking at the details. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine this is going to happen now. Every single club that wants to do something like this will have to rethink the way the flow of the people walking in and out and living in this space area is going to be done. So we had to divide places. We have to mark so we keep the two, one and a half, two meter distance. We had to divide so the players could have their own space. The staff had to move around and be able to walk around, have the mask, everywhere disinfection. Um, Things so like you can clean your hands or, or, or clean the surfaces over everywhere. Signage saying, wash your hands, don't sneeze in your hands, like, like the whole thing. So by the time that happened, the, this is all new. So the government gave us a go 
they were like, awesome, do it. It's fine. Profits can train already. So yeah. you're good to go. Professional players can do it. And then they go, no, you cannot do this. Oh, gosh. And we were like, no. <laughs> so it was going. And, and again, we are happy that it went that way. Because you asked me, how do you know you're sure that you can do this? Right. Well, when you have someone controlling and making sure you take the every step, and then you go and you recheck and you go again and you know, like, no, we can do this now. And and it was this back and forth, back and forth, and it was new for the government. Of course, they're gonna sure. have sure, yeah, of course. And and it's actually it's a good thing. People should understand that it's not like they making trouble. It's they making sure that the, the people are safe. Right. So. When we saw it that way, we were like, hey, it's okay, no problem. So we, we went back and, and details and we look again and it was like, look, look, professional players, athletes can already train. We will make this no fans, there's no one coming in and out, like only staff and players, done. We had to tell the players, forget your girlfriend, forget your coach, this is not going to happen, guys. But they took it really serious as well. So the, the players were really engaged and they were really motivated and they were looking forward to training as well. And, so, and, so and play. players only, no coaches, no no entourage, and no fans no. in the stands. Exactly. So, so it was back to basically like a junior tennis tournament where there's nobody watching. It's just the two of you on court competing. Yes, and, and the referee. And the referee. Yes. Okay, but ball kits or no? No ball kits. Okay. And this was also another point. Um touching the balls and giving back and forth and so so forth. Look, based on the research we got and the information we have, and we, we check on the DTV, which is the, the Deutsche Tennis, the, the USTA for Germany. That's okay. it. Um, and they have no rules on it. They, the, the surface in, is not very, like, it's going to stay there very long. And we didn't, we, they, and this is going to happen. I'm pretty sure people will start thinking to play two sets of balls, mark mm -hmm. them. Yeah. So one, but on the other hand, like, are you really gonna be focusing on playing tennis or just looking at the ball changing, making sure it's yours? Like, it was gonna be awkward. Um, so since and, the rules, and you played your surface was clay, right? You, you yes. played on you indoor have, clay. You have indoor clay. Okay. So this is this is how it, it went, like back and forth, back and forth on the day of the event, um, the onion sound, which is like. The, 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 the local police came to the center. Oh. And we were like, oh, God, here we go. But again, this is when you go, no, we did our homework. Welcome. Walk in, look what you have to look at. Make sure that we are making, that we don't relax. Mm -hmm. So they walk in, they control everything. They look up, down, the center. They look at, we divided things, that we had a space, that we had disinfectants, that there was everything organized. So they were happy. It's okay. Then the next day, they came again. So you started Thursday. You started Thursday we, of last week. We started Thursday, May 1st, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So and they came back the next day. So they came back on Friday and yeah. check again. Um, and they didn't come again. But... Again, it's, it's just one of those things that is good because, and this is what Lisa, I can imagine is going to happen in, in junior tournaments or, or any event that we see from now on. Um, humans are, are creatures of habits, right? We, once we, we get into something, then, but to create the habit, you cannot relax. You got to stay 
consequent on doing what you are doing, right? Yes, so, absolutely. It's great. So the, the, the moment that they come to us and check on us, it's like, okay, this is how we do it now. And you have to be alert and you don't, you cannot relax and you just keep on going what you're meant to be doing until you, you have it in you. Mm-hmm. That's, and, that's and what format was your tournament? I mean, I know it was singles only, but can you talk about how the scoring worked and um, side changes and how those were managed and you know, water Absolutely. and towels and yes. all those things that we're Absolutely. concerned about? Um, well, the first thing we did was speak to the players, actually, and try to understand what kind of format they would like to play. And you had eight players, is that correct? Eight players. Yeah. Eight players. Um, and, and this is something that we really put a lot of thought of. We, we, we're playing four, so two out of three, four, uh, two out of three short sets, up to okay. four. Okay. Um, and if it's three all, we play a normal tiebreak. Okay. Okay. But again, this, and they play two matches every day. And it was a round robin. And on the last day, we looked at who was first, who was second, third, fourth, and so on. And then one, one play against two, three play against four, and, and so on. Okay. Um, what is that a good format? Two reasons. Number one, the, 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 the players are not ready to play two out of three sets like you see it on TV. Not ready mentally, physically, both? Both. They have not competed for two months. Mm-hmm. And people underestimate how hard that is on the body. So for the players, this was a better format to get back in shape and, and, and sort of get better rhythm, mm-hmm. number one. And number two was... Because you're having college players competing against professional players, this show format with no ad was able to 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 make those switches in the momentum much more <laughs> crazy than they normally are. So you yeah. see someone like Florian Broska, which is um, playing for Mississippi State at the moment, playing um, Yannick Hanfman, which is 140 in the world, and he, they played. Four three three four four three and Yannick like lost ten eight on the first mini set and it's like then you see that it got intense like it was not like it started as an exhibition it, it got intense like the, yeah. the guys were like okay this is real we gotta play each other now so we, that's what's nice which is amazing right so they weren't treating this as a normal exhibition where they're joking around and well and obviously there are no fans in the stands to mess with and <laughs> so they were taking this pretty seriously this is a step for them to get back to full-blown competition absolutely and and again and it was televised i will say so while there was no audience in the stands this was televised on tennis channel yes and and Listen, they, they, especially for the ones at the top, Dustin and Yannick, they mm-hmm. don't want to lose to guys that they shouldn't be losing to. So they, they are trying. They're pushing. They need to. They need to. Right. And, and, and it's absolutely right. And the boys that are trying to, to get in rhythm and, and, and get into shape, that's what they are, they are there for. They want to they wanna practice. They want to make the best out of it. And they want to get in the best shape they can. Right. Um, 
So that 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 of, of course they have to take it seriously. It's not just like again, obviously you can see that they are extremely happy and and a bit more relaxed in the sense like you see them smiling and you see them trying things and but they they have they're pushing. They, and like, it's not this event isn't counting toward a ranking. Is it counting toward their UTR? Do you know if UTR is capturing the results? UTR is a partner. So yes, yeah. it's a UTR event. Okay. So, so it's counting for the UTR ranking. Yes, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. But not their ATP ranking. Not, not ATP or points. Or ITF. Or ITF points. No. Okay. Okay. No. And and so, you know, you go through these four days of competition. These guys are playing two matches a day. Um I suspect that the level increased as you got through the weekend. And I suspect what you'll see this coming weekend will be an even higher level. Uh, assuming it's some of the same, is it the same players or well, a different? Now we change the, four, the idea is to help as many players as possible. Okay. So the first event, it was put fairly fast, fairly quick. Uh, now, instead of eight players, we're going to have 12 players. Okay. And we divide them into groups. So eight and eight, sorry, six, yeah. Six and six? six? And six. No, 12 players, six and six. Okay. Going crazy now. Yeah. And they played a round robin. And the best two are going to play the best two of the other group. The third and fourth are going to play the third and fourth for the other group and so forth. So kind um, of like the year of championships. Yes. Yeah. So, and again, um, we're bringing new players, new faces. Um, the level is going to uh, be high. We have someone like Tim Putz, which is um, doubles players for the Davis Cup in Germany. We have a, a, a boy called um, Daniel Almeyer, who is 220 in the world. And Danny was um, injured and now he's coming back. So this format is great for him because he's short, but he's going to have a lot of match uh, playing. So it's going to be great. We're really excited to see this. And so what you're doing in Germany, um, UTR is actually going to be doing here in the States as well, down Absolutely. in Florida, starting next weekend, I think. Um, That's correct. If I, I read the yeah. news, I think it's next weekend. Yeah. And so it's going to be a similar type of competition. Right. No fans, players only. Um, it will be televised on Tennis Channel as your event is being televised on Tennis Channel. And it is a real opportunity for these players to get back and get on the court and compete. But what's interesting is the event here, already two of the four players for the first weekend have had to be replaced because they're injured, which I'm kind of curious about, like, how did they get injured? Um, or is this an, an injury that was, you know, has been around since before COVID-19 struck? Um, or maybe they're just not psychologically ready to get back out and compete. Back on them. So it, it's, I don't know. It's going to be a really interesting time for tennis until WTA ATP tour get back. Yeah. Well, and junior, junior competition too. I mean, the ITF has postponed everything or canceled uh, USTA, everything's shut down for now. Same in Germany, I assume. It's everything shut down. Yeah, what we are gonna be seeing is a lot of exhibitions popping up everywhere. In in the junior world as well as the professional world, you think? I this is this is where I think is gonna be 
be very, very interesting. And this is, again, is an, is, 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 a, is a window that is opening. And I think it's a great time, actually, for the tennis industry to reevaluate yes. how we compete, what kind of competition are we offering to the market who wants to compete, and what kind of guidelines we provide and give so they do it in a safe way. Yeah. Um, so and, and I'm going to interrupt you one more time. I, go, so go ahead. I, I put a call out a couple days ago asking for parents to come forward who, whose children have been staying at home, who haven't been playing tennis, you know, in the traditional way, maybe they've been doing some of the tennis at home activities, but have now decided that, it, you know, because restrictions are being lifted in their communities, that they're okay with their child returning to the practice court or the match court for play. And so far, nobody's stepped up to talk to me. Um, I have, on the other hand, had parents step up and say, well, um, despite the fact that our courts were closed, we found a way and our kids been training and playing this whole time. They never stopped. And um, I, I have to, when I hear that, um, it's, it, it makes me upset, but um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in terms of these local exhibitions or competitions or whatever we're going to call them that start to happen in junior tennis. And you're, you do junior coaching, right? I mean, you're not, you're not just about professional tennis and. No, no, we are actually at a tennis school. That's, that's how I'm right. Yes. Right. So, so, I mean, it is in your interest to have kids getting back on the court because this is how you make a living. And I'm curious to know what your thoughts are about how you're going to use what's happening with these professional exhibitions that you're hosting to get the juniors back in competitive tennis mode. But this is, I guess this is almost like a case by, by case in, in, in probably even countries and then even stays within the countries. Sure. So I'll tell you what the reality for Germany is. In terms of coaching, only individual training is allowed. One-on-one, one coach, one, one kid. Coach, player. Not okay. even not even two players, one coach. That, that's, yeah. that's not going to happen. Not okay. at the moment anyway. Okay. So it's only individual lessons. Player and coach. That's it. Which opens up many questions because it gets expensive. Sure. On one side. Then... Well, it's expensive on both sides, right? Because Absolutely. as a coach, if you have four players on a court paying you versus just one, I mean, obviously you charge a little more for a private lesson than for a group lesson, but you're not charging four times as much. So as a coach, you're losing money if you can only have one person on the court. And then on the player side, you know, from the parent's pocketbook, um, to have to pay for private lessons as the only means of having your child get instruction, that adds up quickly too. So really quickly. challenge on both sides. And well, and let me just ask you, Ruben, because I, I published an article on Sunday, I guess, um, with just some ideas that I had about what parents can do to feel 
safe with their children returning to court. So, you know, specific protocols and actions that can be done between, you know, even hitting or having a lesson or returning to competition, whatever it is, what are you seeing or what are you hearing among your peers about the precautions that need to be put into place so that everybody feels safe, whether it's masks, whether it's hand washing, you know, antibacterial uh, lotion, whatever. You, you can see it from, from, from many angles, but I'm, I'm telling you how, how, my peers and I, and, and we have done ourselves. I think the club has to, first of all, take responsibility. And as I, when I said to you, rethink the way you use the space. We had to, and we, we, we made like a plan and, and we drew everything and we sent this and shared this to parents because we're allowed to do individual training already in Germany. Right. Only outdoors, not indoors, by the way, which is, I don't know, okay. something quite understand. But anyway, so... We drew exactly the coach is going to be on side B of the court. All the players will always be on side A. That's your bench. That's my bench. Mm -hmm. We forget high five, forget the contact. That's not going to happen. Um, I think, and this is good for, for parents preparing the kids for the future. I think kids have to be much more independent, much more responsible. And parents have to explain this to the kids. We don't let parents come into the center anymore. So kids get drop off at the entrance, disinfect your hands, come in, go straight to your court, do your warm up, whatever you need to do. You play and you go. So we don't have as many parents hanging out at the club, at the restaurant. None of that is going to happen, at least not until we take a, a wild guess at least September. Okay. Um, so we, 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 we are already seeing um, habits. We have seen it. We took this idea from a kindergarten. When the kids walk into the center, they go straight and they wash their hands. Just because we know then we are safe, they are safe. Right. Um, and these are the little things that I think coaches will have to, we have to, to pick the balls up. Yeah. The tubes, we mark them. Coach. Only, only the coach picks up the balls. No, we have oh. two. Look, coach, coach can pick the ball with his name, coach, and the player can do it. And when the player is done, the coach has disinfectant and then can clean the other one. But again, listen, these are the details that if I were a parent and I'm going to send my kid to a tennis club and play tennis, which is also something that is really important because the, it's not only the, oh, I can't get sick, but it's also the, the mental part, the, the physical part. The kids need, they, they need an activity, right? Yeah. Um, the parents need them to have an activity. <laughs> exactly. And get okay. out. <laughs> but, but as a parent, I would, I, would be, I would be feeling comfortable and confident if I know that the club has put thought into how they are going to do what they're going to do. Um, I, I wouldn't go completely crazy about it. I wouldn't like panic about it because it's also not the right message. We don't want the, our, our children to, 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 to grow up with fear. Right. But we have to be responsible. And I would, I would appreciate if, if us as tennis coaches, tennis clubs, already take initiative and say, this is how we have the guidelines are in place, well communicated, social media, websites, emails. It, I mean, you can thousand times repeat the same message yeah. 
So everyone gets it. That, that as a parent, I would feel like safe that my kid is, 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 is good to go to that tennis club. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can only do private lessons right now. Are you hearing anything about competition opening up at the junior level? Well, this is a discussion the Tennis Federation is having right now. Um, Germany has the biggest tennis league in the world. The second one is Alta in Atlanta, actually. Yeah, yes. Um, which is so much like fun. I, yeah. I played, I played, I, play, I lived in Atlanta for about three and a half years. It was so much fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's, Germany it's has the intense. biggest league. Yeah, Alta, I know. I know. Yes. I know. I know. Yeah. But it's just so much fun. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and Germany has the biggest um, league in the world, and they will make a decision in the next week, if I'm not mistaken, and they have a, a date already, 6th of June, to start the season. Now, this is going to be interesting. Summer's big for Bundesliga. I mean, a lot of, yeah. a lot of American... You know, high-level juniors, um, it's, American college players go to Germany in the summer to play this it's, league, it's, and it's a money league. It's the place to be. You're earning money even, depends on who you are, how good your ranking is, and how connected you are. But, like, you could be even playing fourth, fifth league and still getting money. You'd be playing men's 40, men's 30, and get money. Yeah. Um, it's really, really interesting. Um but the, this is the this is the question we all have. Like, people are allowed to only play singles, but the league has singles and doubles. Mm-hmm. So how is that gonna work? Who, what, where, where? And and it's also the tradition in the in the German um, league. After the match, both teams sit together on a table and have a meal. Right, just like Alta. <laughs> <laughs> so. So you go, okay, but what about social distancing and how is that going to work? Um, we're still not clear on this. And this is what I said to you, the, the tennis world has to rethink itself. Uh, I can see, seriously, I can see a lot more of UTR-type events. People say, we're going to play. This is our official match. These are our results. And that's how we're keeping up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine, and this is what I'm hoping for. Um, again, crisis means opportunities. And what I, I don't like, I mean, you you have you know this story better than I do because this is what you do and you speak to parents all the time. Um, parents want the best for their kids, and I love that. They want to support tennis, but it's too result-oriented. It's like, and it has to be structured. If, if a kid goes to play and is not like 100% and intensity and not with the coach and everything, like that doesn't count as training. And I'm like, but if you were to know how players develop themselves and how people learn, actually unstructured tennis is so important. It's when the kid go. Wait, go, say that again. Say that again. Preach it from the mountaintop. Say it again. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, okay. So, dear parents, dear <laughs> tennis community, structure tennis, really important. Trust me. Yes. That's where you want to make sure you get the results you want. But your kid will only learn and love the game when it's unstructured tennis. That means when he goes to a tennis court with his friends, nobody's judging, nobody cares 
and he is trying and playing and trying again and looking silly and getting to learn the skills that somebody is trying to teach him. And on structured tennis, structured tennis, I mean, we can talk about programs and stuff like that. We can put the hours, fitness, on court with coaches, mental training. We can put all hours and stuff like that. On structured tennis. dollars. Yes. Anyway, but unstructured tennis, if your kid wants to play 50 hours of unstructured tennis, hey, let him be. And don't judge him. Don't just just let him be. Have fun with it. It's a it's a game. Let him play it. Or let her play it. Anyway, what I'm hoping for is because it's gonna get expensive only to do individual lessons, right. is that we go back a little bit like it used to be. Oh my God, what do I do now? I want to play tennis and I don't have this structured tennis and I got to go to piano lesson to SNC, the fitness, and then this and that. It's like, oh, now you have to call your friend and say, hey, buddy, we're going to meet at four o'clock at the club, you and I, and we're going to play with each other. It's like, what? Like, this is unknown for these kids nowadays. It's like, right. this is how right. it goes. Yeah, it's like, but it's how you grew up and it's how I grew up. Yeah, but it's how we all grew up playing, right? I mean, yes. I. Yes. I can't remember, I, I, I had a handful of private lessons my entire junior career because it, that wasn't the norm, right? You didn't pay a coach to be only with you on a court. That was like, you know. It, 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 I, we, can, we can spend five hours talking about this. Um, right, but, but the thing is, 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 as you said, crisis is opportunity. We have the chance now to reshape what junior tennis development looks like. Looks like worldwide. worldwide. And I hope people think about this. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. It's just as I said, like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put in different examples. Let's say you wanna speak learn a language. Yes, you go to your, I don't know, let's make it Spanish because that's what I speak. And you go to your lesson and you think you understand what the um, teacher was telling you. And you spoke your, hola, que tal, my, my, my nombre es Rue, blah, blah, blah. Good. <laughs> but if you don't have a real reason to learn the language, and if you don't apply what you learn on that hour outside the hour, outside the structure, and then you watch maybe TV, and then you make me speak to a friend and try to say a couple of sentences together, put them together. If you don't go and travel to Mexico, Costa Rica, Venezuela, where the language, Spain, where the language is spoken, like, sorry, it's not going to happen. Right. And it's the same with piano. It's the same with languages. It's the same with anything you want to learn. It's understanding learning. I mean, of course, everybody would like to have a structured learning and in three weeks be fluent at it or good at it. It's, it's not going to happen. It's like walking. We forget. I always, I always say, when you were walking or learning how to walk, it was like you didn't walk right away, and there was no coach. Please stand straight and this arm first, and then the next one. And once no, it was like you look, you observe, you got a couple of tips, and then you were like you fell and you got up, and then you push, and everyone was like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Learning tennis is the same. It's like, hey, this is how you do it. You swing at it, contact points. You have an idea. Someone gives you instructions. Go try. On your own, make mistakes, thousands of them, because every single time you practice the skill, you will get better at it. And once you sort of get a feel of it and somebody says, oh, you got a feel of it now, try this. 
and you go, oh, really? Oh, that's cool. And then you try, 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 and you're going to be horrible at it at the beginning, normal. And then at some point it gets a bit better and then goes worse and then gets really good. Mm -hmm. Parents somehow forgot that that's how they, they learn as well. Like, I don't know. Well, I feel like this is the case across everything having to do with kids right now. Um, It doesn't matter if it's sports, if it's the arts, uh, even education, right? I I have a daughter who makes her living as a math tutor, and she gets paid a lot of money to sit down one-on-one with somebody's kid to help them be better in math and understand it better. And she's really good at her job. Um, But when I was growing up, there was no such thing as tutors, or if there were, they were for kids who, you know, maybe, God forbid, had to be out for illness or, you know, were hospitalized for some reason and needed that one-on-one. Now it's everywhere. We see it everywhere. So it's everything in our society, at least in the U.S., and, and that's why it's so interesting to talk to you in Germany and hear, you know, what's what's the same and what's not. Everything's become about business and the almighty dollar or the euro or whatever form. Of, you name it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as opposed to fostering a love for whatever the activity is, fostering that curiosity to learn, um, fostering that love and fun and, you know, the social implications of of being good at something and and having the opportunity to be with others who are equally good or who push you to be better you know these are all the factors that i feel like we now have the opportunity to bring back into junior tennis development and junior tennis competition and so you know i love talking with you ruben because i feel like you really have a grasp of that. And, and there are a lot of coaches having these conversations right now. And, and there are a lot of tournament directors having these conversations right now. And thankfully we've got organizations like UTR out there who have the, the kind of blueprint already in place. It's there. Yeah. And so let's try and figure out how to give sports back to our kids how to reinstill that love of learning and that love of competition and that love of growth um, that we somehow we've just, I don't know, we've really gotten away from it. And the, and it starts with the coaches and it starts with the parents. It's, it's a two pronged approach. This is okay. two, two things mentioned on, 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 on following the conversation. Uh, I actually am not, in, I'm, I'm sad that we're losing the competition a little bit, yes. But on the other hand, as I said, not really, because I think it's important. Everyone gets fixated on that number, my ranking, my, my UTR, my, yeah. and I'm like, listen, is that important? Is a goal? Do we want to have goals in life and, and say, hey, I would like to be one day, I don't know, number 50, and then I would like to be number 30, and I would like to progress and get better, 100%. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a goal-oriented kid. I, I did not get good at this game just by saying, oh, yeah, I would like to play. No, no, 
I'm, I'm not going to take winning out of it. That's fine. But that conversation should be about are you progressing? Are you learning the principles that are important and are going to translate in other parts of your life? Are you enjoying the fact that you have to learn, work, do it again, be good and bad at it, and do it again? This is a conversation that I, I would love to hear more often. Yeah. That's on one side. And, and on the other side is like, get it back to it. Just play. It doesn't have to be a ranking. It doesn't have to be a number. It doesn't have to be go play and try to beat your friend at your club or whoever it is. And that's good. Play the game and let that happen. Because that's how kids are going to get better. Because it's not being pushed from coaches. It's not being pushed from parents. It's coming from within, from that kid saying, I want to go on that court and play that game. And you're 100% right. If that, well, I'm going to, the, the team, but parent, coach, player, that has to work like a Swiss watch. If, that's, if that communication is not flowing in general very well, uh, if everyone is not accountable and, and knowing the role in this team, uh, it's very hard to, to develop um, healthy tennis players. It really is. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Well, for those who are interested in catching this week's competition, can you tell us how to do that, how to find it? Uh, absolutely. Um, this, this time, okay, I'll, I'll have to regress, digress a little bit. Um, the first event was... Um, televised by TV channel. Um, this event won't be um, televised okay. by the um, tennis channel, but the good news is we are taking it back to the roots, really. So if you go to playsite.com, it's going to be free. It's going to be available. Just log in, have an account, and you can watch as much tennis as you want. That's very easy. And if you don't find that, go to exo-tennis.com and all the links will be there, information, results, updates, and so forth. So pretty easy. And so you've got 12 players this weekend. Yes. Can you give us some names? Uh, Dustin and Yannick are coming back. Those awesome. are the best-ranked um, players. As I said, Daniel Almayer is going to be taking part of the event as well. Uh, Tim Putz, uh, which is a Davis Cup player, is going to be taking part of the event. Um, Benny Hassan, Konstantin Schmidt, Jan-Marc Werner. Um, who am I thinking of? Um, Yannick Bourne, which is actually, it's really interesting in the field because we talk about uh, college tennis. Yeah. Um, and Look, I play college tennis myself, my, my business partners as well. We love the idea. I think it's like the best thing ever after hot bread. And it's really interesting to see upcoming players with already established players, with players who were only professionals. And, and let's not forget, I mean, Yannick played college tennis himself. Yeah. Um, Konstantin Schmidt played at Tulane, if I'm not mistaken, himself. Uh, Florian Bros, as I said, played at um, Mississippi State. And Yannick played also somewhere in... 
Mississippi, I would like to say. Okay. So it's, I love it. I'm, I'm really, yeah. really excited to see how that's going to work yeah. out. Yeah, no, it's fun. All right. Well, Ruben, thank you so much for the chat and let's do this again. You have some brilliant insights and um, it, it sounds, I, I say that because we're on the same page with a lot of stuff. So of course <laughs> it's brilliant. Right. Um, but I mean, I think it's so cool that you have taken the initiative to establish these exhibition matches to give the players an opportunity to get on court, compete in an environment that is clean, that is safe, um, that is observing all of the recommendations that we're hearing come out of our medical community and scientific community. And also as a fan to have an opportunity to watch live tennis is brilliant. So <laughs> thank you for that. Um, and you, yeah, best of luck moving forward. Lisa, this has been a blast. I mean, I've been a big fan of you. Seriously. I've been following your, your community, what you've been doing. I, I think it's one of the best places for parents really to get informed. I, no, I mean it. I, 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 I we've got this connection and you're like, Rube, let's do this again. And I'm like, of course we're going to do this again. Yeah. Um, because it really is important that we get this message out there and parents get a different view on what tennis could, could do for their children when, when they get um, into the tennis world. So absolutely just let me know. I'll be here and we'll chat again. Perfect. All right. <laughs> Have a great day and you best too. of Thank luck you. this weekend. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at parentingaces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.